everyone, and welcome to Dear Sister. I am Teresa Kennedy, creator and and I am very excited to have you all join us. As you know, Dear Sister happens every third Wednesday to get this together. Um, again, as I was saying, every third Wednesday of each month at 5 p.m., we are live on Facebook, but you can also catch the podcast um, on several platforms. One would be um, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breakers. I said one, but several. Um, Pocket Cast as well as well as Radio Public. So I want to thank y'all so much for joining us. Uh, we have some very uh, dynamic or two dynamic women joining us today. Um, Carmelita Scott, as well as Charlissa Lyon. And I'll tell you a little bit more about them as we talk about um, money, um, credit and savings. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about them in a little bit. Um, before I do, I want to encourage you all again, if you haven't had a chance to follow or like the Dear Sister podcast on any of those platforms, I want to encourage you to please do so. Also, if you would leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. Um, thank you so much again for taking your time out to join us this evening as we talk about money, um, saving and credit. So about our two guests. <laughs> joining us. Um, Carmelita likes to go by CJ, so I'm going to call her CJ. I'm going to try to anyway. Um, CJ is the daughter <laughs> of the late Charles and Sharon Hanshaw. She has garnered over 15 years of experience in community, community development and personal finance. She has, she has aided hundreds of individuals and organizations in reaching their goals. Her niche is assisting individuals with mindset empowerment in the creation of spending plans, saving strategies, and credit techniques. She does this by reducing overall expenses, developing appropriate saving habits, and teaching the fundamentals of credit scoring for maximum impact. She is also a, what she calls a multipreneur. <laughs> uh, she's maintained under <laughs> her umbrella business, CJ Shaw, the brand since 2006, which houses her creative ventures, including the Cardigan broker, I mean, banker, as well as her real estate portfolio. She loves helping others and giving tools they need to be successful in managing their finances and want to empower the, ma the masses of folks via each one teach one mentality so they can improve or maintain their financial status. She's a proud HBCU graduate and has earned her undergra undergraduate degree in mass communications and journalism with a minor in social work from Dillard University. She furthered her studies at the University of Southern Mississippi Southern Mississippi obtaining a master's of science degree in public relations and marketing. She has been awarded several awards, including One Coast Top 10 Under 40, Success Women's Conference One to Watch, Improving Lives Award given by Hope Enterprise, and Building Communities Award given by Job Corps. She's the wife of Brandon and a mom to CJ, JC, and JB. She was born, raised, and still resides in Biloxi, Mississippi. Welcome, CJ. Thank you. I should have told you to snip some of that. <laughs> I did. I actually did. I, did. I skipped about four or five paragraphs. I mm -hmm. definitely should have mentioned mm -hmm. that you are a member of Mississippi Gulf Coast Illumina chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the highlight is that. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. All right. Our next guest is Trelissa Lyon. She's the owner of LC Credit Solutions. She is a certified credit consultant, business owner, wife, mother, and so much more. Her mission is to empower and educate others about credit and how it works. 
There are so many misconceptions about how credit works and the credit repair industry. She wants to empower others in reaching their credit goals while building strong, lasting customer relationships. Welcome, Trelissa. Thank you. Thank you both for being here. I know it was not easy to be here with me this evening, and I thank you all both for agreeing to be here. Um, I actually get to work with Trelissa on some of her businesses, and uh, well, I think all of them, honestly. And yes, yes. I know of. <laughs> so, you know, when I first met Trelissa, I was like, my gosh, she got a lot going on, because at the time, you were working a full-time job. I was. And, you since let that go and I was like gosh she got a lot going on but you make it happen I don't know how easy it is but you make it happen um and then Carmelita I met some time ago I can't remember how we met uh how our paths crossed uh, do you remember either I I don't either but I know I mean we're of course from the coast you went to college with my husband but I want to say our paths actually crossed in Jackson I had gotten with the bank and wanted to connect with you on some of the things that you were doing. And that was kind of like our official first meeting. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. I could, uh, yeah. Cause I, I, I wires do cross several ways. Right. <laughs> Again, I'm so glad to have y'all both here. And so we're talking about money and as it relates to saving and credit, um, as we know, especially when it comes to our communities, um, money is often something that we don't talk a whole lot about. And as a result of it, um, I think for, for even me, my own personal experience, um, not having those conversations has definitely led me to some bad decisions, financial decisions over the years. <laughs> and I still fall victim every now and then to impulse spending, and I, I will call it. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about all of that and even goal setting, because what I've learned is when you set goals, it definitely gives, especially when you write them down, mm -hmm. um, it makes it a lot easier to obtain them because you got something to remind you of them um, I used to think that I could just thinking in my head I said I'm gonna save a hundred dollars this week I'm not gonna eat out this week I said in my head and by I'll say that at two o'clock and by six o'clock someone will call me to go for happy hour and all that just went down the drain you know so let's talk about uh cj let's talk a little bit about some i know you help people with creating um a plan of some right. sort so what does that plan look like that process look like for your planning and then does it include smart financial goals and I'll let you break down what smart is but does it include include that yeah so for me like I said I'm a previous financial counselor I've taught homebuyer education uh credit counseling budgeting savings the works but I would come in assuming that everyone knew what the smart acronym meant so it wasn't until like a few years in I was like they would kind of just nod their head and go with it and I was like, who knows what SMART acronym means? They were like, we don't know. So SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely or Time Bound. And what that does to your goal is it gives us some teeth. Because anybody can say, I'm, I want to save $2,000 for vacation next year. But if you don't attach metrics to that goal, just kind of spinning your wheels, right? specific you definitely want to say okay I want that to happen I want to save two thousand dollars okay got that is that measurable do I want to break that down uh, in quarters so I can kind of keep track of it better 
is that attainable for my income level? Will I have to pick up an additional job or will I have to cut back somewhere, right? And is that goal also relevant and or realistic to me? Again, like I said, is it attainable? Is it realistic? And lastly, can I do it in the time frame that I've given myself? So for me, when you set a goal that's unattainable, like I want to lose 10 pounds in two weeks, like you're setting yourself up for failure when you do that, okay? So essentially applying the SMART principles definitely helps you with achieving your goals, whether it's financial or anything else that you're applying that acronym to. So I definitely utilize it within my practices. And you're so right. I was talking to my 23-year-old nephew about smart goals and not just even financial goals um he was we were just talking about his goals for the year and you know one of them was to save and i i hit him with the smart goals and he was like wait what and you know so this is really something that should be taught in school you know financial literacy is really uh, even credit you know when we talk about financial literacy right. we include i want to include credit in there too because I, my mother and my parents didn't talk to me about credit. I just remember being at Alcorn and Discover Card rep was on campus giving away t-shirts, you know, and that was enough to entice us to sign up for a credit card that we all got. And I think everybody had like these 500 and you can imagine, I guess credit really starts for, at 18, Trulissa? Does credit start at 18? Yes. Okay, so they knew hitting up these 18-year-old college students was the perfect ideal people who are in college, uh, who likely are to somewhat have a job or have a, you know, a, a livable wage in four years. Um, but at the meantime, also hopefully paying this back, at, you know, or during that, those, those years. But I can't imagine the number of students that may have gotten tripped up and the whole not knowing about credit. Um, I think the only thing that we learned about credit or a little bit about finances in college was when we got ready to do our student loan, our FAFSA. And so, and even then I have to admit, they made us watch a video <laughs> before you could sign your papers, you know, for that student loan. And I think everybody said that like, oh, okay, we're gonna sit here 20, 30 minutes to this video go off. And where are those papers at? What, what we need to sign? And so, that's when I say financial literacy needs to start. I, I would say imagine before high school, maybe around eighth or ninth grade, because children now are, are you know, got these smart devices now. You know, there's so much. They know how to cash app, send a cash app request. I feel like at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely spending money. I'm saying children are definitely spending money at earlier ages because when you give them the PlayStation to switch, I mean, I've seen pop-ups on my boys' games that'll say, I think it's like the, the dancing game where you can pay for the unlimited songs to be able to do this is just dance or something but you can actually upgrade and pay for unlimited music like who knew so that's enticing them to spend frivolously through a game oh absolutely i've heard my little younger nephews and trulissa has a son that probably plays Fortnite. <laughs> um yes ask for a, a gift card so he can buy whatever they they spend it on on Fortnite, i think weapons but um that's so that, for go ahead so for my for my 10 year old son it's v bucks mom i need v bucks i'm like v bucks like come on now v bucks <laughs> like every week it's something about v bucks and, and and it's obviously an electronic transaction and um when i talk about financial literacy even just as much as writing a check i've learned that a lot of our young people 
don't even know how to fill out a check um, and a paper check. And so I was talking to my nephew about that. And I was, I almost felt guilty about him not knowing as much as I assumed he did, because I remember opening my first checking account when I was 15 and uh, getting that paper check for McDonald's when I went to work at McDonald's in Moss Point and, uh, and taking it to the bank and having to deposit and all that, you know, that nowadays is kind of for some people out the window. And a lot of people are unbanked, I've learned too, over the years are unbanked or underbanked. Um, and so as a result of that, uh, a lot of our financial situations are ones that tend to put us in, you know, either have us having high interest rates, which, and then right. we tell ourselves having to reach out to Terlissa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brings me to Terlissa, what impacts your credit score? You know, I, 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 I watch a lot of different videos and especially around finance. And it amazes me the number of people, even people in their thirties and forties that don't know what triggers or what causes their, their credit score to go down what what are those things that impact your credit score and can you talk a little bit about the I guess the three major bureaus um, that they report to okay so there are five key elements that impact your credit score the first one is your payment history and that's 35 percent of your credit score the next one is the amount of debt that's 30 percent of your credit score the length of your credit history is 15 percent new credit is 10% and your credit mix is the other 10%. As you can see, the amount of debt and the payment history, they weigh the most. So those are things that we kind of need to watch out for um, when, we're, when we're spending and in our spending habits. Um, the three major bureaus are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Those are the, the main three um, that um, our credit reports to. So you said 35% of it is repayment. So 35%, um, I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. 35% is your payment history, correct? Payment yes. History. Okay. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Is that a, so that obviously has the most weight. And right. typically the one that I imagine hinders a lot of people from having perfect credit or what they, oh, let's, okay, let me, when I say that, let me ask you this, what is considered perfect or great credit or good credit. I mean, there are different levels to it. What's the right. highest score could be and what's the lowest you've heard of a score being? So the highest it could be, it could be 800. The lowest it could be 400, 300. Um, it just depends on, and I've even heard of zero. And that was unknown for me, for someone to have a zero credit score, which that is, it's possible. And now would a zero credit score be for someone who, who's never had credit, meaning like they've never, had to they've never gotten a credit card because wouldn't you right. for utility bills don't you have don't they check your credit history for utility bills they do they do. some some do okay some oh, don't wow. but it just it just varies okay okay so 800 being the highest and 35 percent of your credit score is weighed from your history your payment history um right and even with the penalties of late fees people still seem to think that bypass. Now, I recently read something that you should pay, if you have a credit card, you should pay at least every Friday on it, even if outside of your due date. So uh, outside of your due date, if you pay just once, I say once a week, 
uh, once a week and maybe, you know, contributing 10 to $15, it doesn't matter how much outside of what your minimum payment is due and that you pay it on time. It somehow triggers your score, or increasing your score. Is that true? I that mean, is very true. The, the tricks that that people are finding out and they're sharing, that, that is true though? Yes, it is true. Oh, wow. It's okay. very true. I need to say yes. I'm a crazy person with mine. Like if I'm on <laughs> vacation and I'm using my credit card, at the end of the day, I'm tallying up what I've spent and I'm making a payment. That's smart. That's definitely smart. Yeah. So I'm making multiple payments while I'm on vacation. Because, you know, you don't use your credit card typically when you're just at home. I typically use my on vacation and for online shopping. But, yeah, some of the things right. I do, people are like, well, you got too much time on your hands. and then a a thing a thing too that you can do is put it on auto draft that way it automatically comes out of your account and you don't have to even think about it it just automatically comes out of your account you don't have to worry about it now do you suggest that a person pays the entire credit card off every month or do it's best okay go ahead it's best if you pay it off every month um, some people think if you carry over a credit card balance month after month after month after month, that helps your score. It really doesn't help your score. So it's best to pay it off monthly every month. Okay. And, and for a person mm-hmm. who maybe have never had a credit card or they have one and have never used it, is that a good thing or something else to uh, reconsider uh, in terms of using it, but not going past the credit limit? If you have one, I suggest that you use, that you use it, but I wouldn't go over 30% of your, your credit limit. So just keep that in mind when you're, when you're using your card or your credit card. So a person has a thousand dollar credit limit. You suggest they don't go no more than spend, put no more than 300 on it, unless in this right. emergency of some sort. Right. And if in the, in the event that, that, that there is an emergency, I would pay it off, you know, quickly. So that way, you know, before it hits your, your credit score or before it hits your credit report um, the next month. So just pay it off as quickly as possible. Now, you mentioned three credit bureaus. Are those, I mean, how are they equally equal when it comes to, I mean, when, when for instance, if they were pulling your credit for, um, let's say, to buy a car or get a loan, a bank loan, um, do they pull the credit report for all three bureaus or one certain one? So in the event that you're buying a vehicle, certain dealerships pull certain certain um, certain reports. Some may, some may use Equal, Equifax, some may use TransUnion, um, some may use Experian. You just, you really never know. Now, I want to also, while we're talking about credit, and I'm going to get back to uh, UCJ on the SMART goals. Um with the credit, how often do you advise a person to get a credit report? And where would where would they get one? My mother asked me about a credit report the other day. And I was like, how are you 77 asking about a credit report? But I guess <laughs> you want to know what's out there. And I guess a person her age should be concerned because there are so many scams going on, right. going on and specifically targeting seniors. Um, how often should a person pull a credit report um and 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 where is it something isn't that free by the by you know by the state federal law or something you can go to an uh, annual free credit report to pull your credit report um for free 
Um, but if, if you want to check it, me, I would suggest checking it monthly just to see what's on there because there's so many crazy things going on these days. Um, my favorite is smartcredit.com. I like that one a lot because it gives you all three bureaus in, in one, um, on one um, app. Instead of having to go to TransUnion, go to Equifax and go to Experian, you have, have them all three right there. So you suggest check it every month um, through, and then mm -hmm. you mentioned a, a website that you use, smartcredit.com. I'm making yes. it. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. Because it's so many out there. You're welcome. You're always wondering, like, which one? Do I go to freecreditreport.com or do I go to this one? And when you Google free credit report, it's a thousand of them that show up. But, you know, I'm always concerned, like, which one is really real and, you know, which one is going to take my information and sell it. And then next time I have more car warranty calls coming in that I want. Um, <laughs> right. We don't need that. No, no, no. <laughs> well, going back to you, because I think, you know, setting smart financial goals obviously impact your credit. Uh, CJ, you have a community, or I should say a Facebook group, and you share a lot of helpful information there. Um, and you often talk about the goals, how important it is to goal set. Um, you gave an example of, of what that should look like. Can you give us another example, like a person saying they want to save this amount of money and how, how do they, they attain each one of those areas of saving X numbers of dollars? Right. So for me, I use, I use that goal setting technique in a, in a myriad of ways, right? So a person can have multiple goals running at one time. Like your car may break down, you may need to save for a repair, or maybe you had to charge something on your credit card, but you wanted to pay it off in three months. And that's an additional monthly expense for you. And you want to save for a house and you want to do this. So typically when I first meet with the client, one of the first things that I ask them to do is I ask them to take a spending diary. It's just a little simple little diary sheet that I did up Monday through Sunday. And I asked them to write down how they're spending their money. And I asked them to do that for roughly two weeks. And I just kind of look at patterns and certain things that they're doing. And then I just kind of sit on that information. And while I'm kind of reviewing that, I tell them, okay, give me your expenses and give me your income. And so typically people will write down the big expenses, right? My rent, my water bill, my power bill. But then I take the spending diary and I said, well, it looks like you go out to eat every Wednesday and that's a constant. So do you want to add that to your budget or do you want to reduce that? And I kind of chip away that way. And so basically I try to help them achieve their goal by finding money that they didn't know that they were wasting. So that's kind of how I bring it all back to center. And I also always give them these five central tips, right? So the first one, I tell people to plan ahead. So a lot of people don't realize just how much, it's funny because it's something my mom taught me years ago. Like my mom, would, we may go grocery shopping every Saturday. We may go visit family every Wednesday night or something like that. But nowadays, everybody's working, everybody has income. We just get in our car Monday through Sunday and just drive and just go wherever we want to go, right? But the more you're outside, as everybody's saying, that's the more likely you are to spend impulsively. If you're running out, oh, I forgot my chapstick. Let me go grab a chapstick. That's Monday. And then Tuesday, oh, I forgot to grab a bottle of water. Let me just drive through and get a bottle of water. So you're spending money daily. And that's something that I don't think our, our parents were doing back 
back in the day. They didn't get in their car every day and run around and do different things. So it's definitely uh, a benefit to planning your trips ahead. And secondarily, I use a technique called dollar for dollar. Before I pick up a new expense, I find where I'm going to find that money. So recently, this actually goes into my third technique, but recently we canceled cable, right? So with canceling cable comes increasing what? Your internet, because now you're going to be streaming. So I felt like, okay, it was a good move. I'm saving roughly, I think 80 bucks on cable. I'll increase the internet by $30. Well, at the same time, Verizon was offering an incentive that if I changed my plan over, they would give me like Disney Plus free and Hulu and something else. So that was an additional $10. So after all of that working and figuring out, okay, I'm up 20 bucks in the black, right? So I made that move. So like I said, that leads me to my fourth point of reviewing services that you're already paying for that you may have hidden perks inside of that you don't even realize. So like, I, I know with my credit that. union membership, what'd you say, Teresa? I need to do that. I, I need to do that. Um, yeah. because it made me think of, I was recently talking to a friend about cable and she was, well, not cable. I was talking about, you know, now these different channels you can get through Apple TV or even uh, what Apple TV is an example. And I was telling her, I said, yeah, I'm going to buy that. She's like, you know, you can get that through AT&T. And I'm like, what? I need to call them. I didn't know that. So I'm glad you said that. Okay. So that was your fourth one. I'm sorry. Exactly. No, no, that's it. Using existing perks. And then I guess the third, I kind of mix them up. The third one is to review services and make sure that you actually still need them. So it's another kind of cell phone perk I figured out. So with that Verizon, Hulu, Disney Plus, I also got Apple Music. So what did I do? I canceled satellite radio because I don't need Apple Music and satellite radio. A lot of times, people will have multiple subscriptions that overlap. So like with Apple, you may be paying for cloud storage. Verizon may be giving you cloud storage. I think Amazon Prime even offers cloud storage. So literally that's two or three different places where you may be paying for something and you can reduce that somewhere else. And the last uh, two points I have is using discount sites, right? So everybody knows about those pass-through sites. These would be called Ebates, called Rockleton and Fetch, Ibotta, all those different kind of coupon scanning apps. My sister swears by them. I'm not into scanning my receipts and all that good stuff. But they'll give you points, right? And eventually you'll build up to a $5 gift card or whatever. But she's gotten in the habits of where she does it. I'm not that good at that. But I definitely, when I'm online shopping, I definitely use those pass-through sites because that's instant cash back to me yeah so listen once I take them through all of that and I'm kind of slow walking them through it right we're not rushing through it the way I'm presenting it here but like I said starting with the spending diary having them document their income their expenses then we go back to the goal okay after looking at all of this it seems like you have an additional two hundred dollars now where do you want to place it? you want to put extra 50 on your credit card you want to put a hundred up for your vacation and you want to put fifty dollars to a, a a slush fund or whatever or what have you and that's when I take them and we fill out the little sheet where they actually document that they're going to save $50 here once a month for 12 months and you know and so that's typically how I walk them through the smart goal exercise because it can seem overwhelming so just to, to hear it stated is my goal is to save $1,000 by December 31st 2021 by saving $25 a week by packing snacks so I don't stop for fast food. So in the scenario I presented, 
that end statement may say something like my goal is to save $1,000 by the end of the year by saving $200 by dropping cable, increase the internet, by utilizing the Amazon storage, canceling. So all those different things can kind of get built into that smart goal sheet as well. Because you have to tell yourself where the money's going to come from, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's right. oftentimes what we don't think about is where is it going to mm-hmm. come from? Because we think we don't have it. Um, right, yeah. When that's you, the first thing I hear, I don't have it. Yeah. And then when you look at like how you broke it down about the diary and we all know anything worth having you have to work for and if if, if, if saving and having good credit is what you want it, it takes a little work and creativity and 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 sacrifice i'd imagine um i say that's the proper word um to to get that um when you said the spending diary though i was like whoa uh, and you know i have to thank my uh debit card my who i bank with my primary account um, I won't call them. Well, I'll say it, it's regions. Um, you know, now they do. I work for a bank. It's no biggie. That's right. You do. <laughs> and, and Julie used to work in the finance industry too. So she, she knows. Yeah. And so now yeah. region does a, a, a like a little snapshot and, a, a, and I'm, I'm guessing it's real time of my spending, like where I swipe my car and where, where I'm spending that. Is it on food? Is it at the grocery store? Is it, Gas is it utility? Yeah, Target. It's Target. (laughs) I was was at Target twice today. It's twice. I had a had a pickup order and I actually went in. I was like, oh yeah, got me again. But um, yeah. So I do appreciate that, and I need to pay more attention to it. I think for me, I'm just I don't. I I have well, not right now, but for the longest, I was. I just didn't want to know how bad I was being you know and but it really does take you being real with yourself um and 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 that get, that brings me to Trilissa with you know the work that you do to help people restore and repair their credit obviously they've done some damage made some bad decisions and here they are um I know you've worked in the industry and you've kind of changed lanes in in terms of how you are helping people I think there's a myth of some sort and there's there's facts to credit re- when you say credit repair. Help us understand or help the audience understand what what is it that when you when you say credit repair or help restore people's credit, what does that look like and 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 what do you know it to be versus what people assume it to be? One, people assume that it's a quick fix and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. Um, It's going to take, you know, hard work on your effort and you being consistent and passionate about making that change um, for the for the benefit of your livelihood um, and your in your future. Um, uh, One thing that I that I that I talk about a lot is people think that uh, with the collections accounts on your credit report. They think, hey, I'll go pay this off. They'll remove it. It'll be gone. It doesn't work like that. You can pay it off and it's still going to be on your credit report. That's true. I've had my own experience with that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was reading about, you no, know, I was watching something on Instagram. Uh, there was this young lady I follow um, and have followed for some years now. Um, and I actually heard her speak at a conference here in Mississippi. Uh, she was at the Hope M- Money Power Summit 
in, in, in Greenville. Money purpose. Yes, yep. money purpose. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that um, High Purpose Co. puts on, Tanya Rapley. And uh, she was talking, about one of the questions, she does this live, and uh, one of the questions someone asked her was about credit repair. And she was saying, you know, she's like, it can be a good thing. She said, the thing that, if you got time, and you said that you, that was the first one, the first thing she said was time. She said, if you got time to do it, which most of us don't take the time or we think we don't have the time. And then there comes you, Trelissa, uh, who has the time and the effort and energy and the knowledge. Cause she did say that she said, she said that was one of the things that most credit repair people have is knowledge of the credit industry. And, you know, y'all have the time or take the time to, figure things out and make it not as tangled as it is when you're looking at a credit report, especially when you're trying to get some type of things uh, removed from your credit report. And I, I have right. to, I have not had that experience of using someone like you. I may need you one day though. Um, <laughs> I hope I don't, but I, if I ever did, I'm definitely gonna reach out. But I do know so, a friend of mine who has, who has uh, had an experience with a credit repair expert and she's had nothing but great things to say. And she did see, she obviously was doing the work. There was some sacrifice mm -hmm. on her end she did have to make. Um, and she saw an increase of like 200 points. Now this wasn't, no, no, like you said, it was not a quick fix. It was over some time, right. I think almost a year. Um, but it put her in a position to receive a better rate for her car. Um, mm -hmm. in, the, in the home that that you know of course their credit impacts that to your mortgage and um, loans of in any loan I imagine but your credit is so important to have and and take good care of it as well as setting goals and, and sticking to it now CJ many people think that you have to you start these goals in January at any point you can start these goals and decide that, hey, you know what? I want to do this for the next 30 days. I want to do this for the next three months. Um, what's your advice on that as in terms of starting where you are? Oh, man, I tell people all the time. Like, sometimes I wake up in the morning, Carmelita, look, CJ, CC, don't spend no money today. Because maybe the day before, I was a swipeaholic because I don't carry cash at all. So maybe the day before I pulled out my purse, I'm like, oh goodness, these are way too many receipts. These are like that miscellaneous frivolous spending. So I'm fine with the daily goal to say, don't spend anything today or drop the boys off and come straight home. Don't stop for coffee. Don't stop for breakfast. Or when you pick them up, bring something from the house they can snack on on a ride home so you don't have to stop. It's all in that preparation. I tell people, I don't teach a... Um, what I call like a bare bones budget. Like that's not me. We eat out. I'm not a, I don't pack my lunch every day. I work from home, but I'm not meal prepping for the week when I did work outside of the office and things like that. I tell people to set your budget for your lifestyle. If you know your family needs to eat out twice a week because they have sports going on or whatever after work activities, that's fine if you can afford it. I'm just saying, don't go into debt for things like, you know, food, gas. I used to have a rule, don't go into debt for anything that's not tangible. If you could eat it, put gas in the car, or it was one other thing. Oh, and wear it, yeah. Don't charge anything that you could eat, wear, or that's dispensed easily like gas. That was my, 
those are my three rules back in the day when I used to teach those credit classes because once you eat that dinner, that's done. But that $50 bill is still sitting on that credit report waiting on you to deal with it. So yeah, you definitely can set goals daily, weekly, quarterly. I know we're talking about kind of annual goals today, but you may have a five-year goal. We, you know, we're talking about people who are typically around our age, but you may have somebody who's near retirement who may say, okay, I'm going to be out of the workforce in five years. I need to set a five-year goal to either pay an additional payment on my mortgage every three months or once a year, or I have a goal to sell my home in two years to pay my car off. So like I said, goal setting is definitely important with anything that you're doing in life in general. And definitely uh, don't feel hindered by the new year. I know we started out saying, you know, a lot of people say, new year, new me. I'm saving money. I'm losing weight. I'm getting a new job. I'm getting that degree. I'm buying the house. That's too much. Break it out. Spread it over the year. That's too much. Too much pressure to put on yourself at the top of the year. So typically, I, I have these different savings challenges that I, that I host throughout the year. And I don't start them in January. I start them in February because January is a scratch month. That's the, that's the month everybody is supposed to be getting back in the gym. Right. And <laughs> I've never started a challenge in January. I've always started them in February. Yeah, I agree with that too. I, and I do start most of my challenges in February as well, because I need another 30 days to get right, you know, and, and, and make up for everything you've done in December uh, as it relates to spending and eating. Um, <laughs> um, but I, you said something that surprised me. Um, you said that you only, you don't deal with cash. And see, most people who talk to talk about saving suggest that you, you get out a hundred dollars, you know, put it in the envelope, you divide what 50 over here for gas or for food. For the yeah. Yeah. And so I was shocked to hear you say that. Trelissa, do you do something different? Do you only use or do you kind of section yours out by by envelopes? Or do you know debit card? <laughs> That's all I have is a debit card. I will say this, Teresa, for people who are just starting out for those people that say I don't have an additional dollar I can barely make it to the end of the month sometimes you do have to take them to uh, the envelope or the cash system because you're doing something like money is going out so sometimes you need to take a look at their ins and outs and the only way you can do that is either with the spending diary and it's hard trying to get somebody bank statement now so you want to lose a friend or a client you ask for that bank statement okay <laughs> So for me, I try to get them, okay, let's start with the $100. This is what you documented for last week. It said you spent $100. Go ahead and take $100 out. And if they're blown through that $100 by Thursday, I know something wasn't right in that diary. I know something was left off because it's clear that you're spending over $100 a week. So there's several different uh, techniques. But yeah, if I have cash, that meant somebody gave it to me. <laughs> well, you know, as a single person, I think my biggest expense, I know it is, I, I know it is, is eating out, you know, it is so easy for me to just swing by here or call something in and or have something delivered. Um, and next thing I know, I, I have a 30, 40, $50, $60 bill from one setting. And so I, I have it work for you. Like I, I wouldn't tell you, like if it worked, if you can pay all of your bills, if you can save for retirement, if you are not paying anything late, if you are not bothered 
by the amount that you see in that food category, there's a need to adjust. Now, when you pick up a new goal that maybe you want to cut that expense in half, then that's when you watch it. Because I was single. I mean, I got married when I was 30. So I was single for a good long time, and that's all I did. Now, granted, I would split meals up and things like that to kind of stretch it. You know, I would get it from the restaurant, eat half, and then save half for the next next day but it's whatever works for you it really is I don't know sure. I, don't, I don't I don't always split it up but no <laughs> I just it, 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 it I can afford it but at the same time when I look back I'm like oh my god that Teresa really spent that kind of money in one week just eating out you know so yeah. and then yes I do enjoy certain restaurants and certain but yeah you're right I just I, I that's one thing I definitely want to do better about and I need to make it a goal and make apply the smart principles to it, um, so it'd be more realistic on on me making it happen. Um, before we go, I want each one of you all to maybe. I, I know you shared some tips already, CJ. Trilissa, is there any tips that you would like to share as it relates to credit um, to share with our audience? Um, a couple of tips. Um... Some people think that if you if you um, have an old account and you close it out, that'll help your credit score. That's not the case. So if you have an old account on your credit report, leave it open. As long as it's paid off, just leave it there. Don't close it because that can affect your credit score tremendously. Um, and the other one is just to pay off your balance in full every month. Okay, those are great tips. All, all of what you all have shared to this evening or now on this podcast have been good information that we really could use. And I know um, some of our listening audience and people who are gonna view this at some time are later on or, sh- or, or have this talk with their friends or family. You know, these are things I even talk to, not just my family about, but even some of my friend girls when we're talking um, about, about finances. Um, this is something that I definitely would bring up because I'm always curious about to know how they do things, especially someone who's somewhat in the same position of me in terms of single, no children. How often do you eat out? Do you cook more at home? And of course that obviously that does play into the whole weight thing too, um, or at least helping with uh, those that goal of losing or maintaining as well. Um, I keep looking over here, but I just don't wanna miss anything. Uh, how can people get in contact with you all? Um, I know CJ, you have yours behind you a little bit, but can you share with the audience a little bit about how they can contact you all if they have questions or would like to utilize either one of your services? Yeah, sure, I'll go first. So I do have a website, it's cjshaw.com. That's Teresa. So I technically I positioned myself right before we started and then I started scooting over as we started chatting, but cjshaw.com, um, CJ the Cardigan Banker on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Don't really go on Twitter too much, so don't go looking for information there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that today we're considered the geriatric millennials or something, so I'm not a big uh, tweeter, but <laughs> definitely Facebook, and as Teresa mentioned, I do have a Facebook group where I push content out all the time, just random bits of advice. But I would definitely say my Instagram account is where I push out, you know, one to one to three posts every day, just with different things. But definitely, if you go to my website, fill out the little info sheet, and I'll send you out like a packet, like an income 
tracker, expense tracker, spending diary, just to kind of get you started. So that's where you can find me. All right. So for me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, LC Credit Solutions. For right now, um, my website is coming very soon. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for joining us. Uh, at the end of each podcast, we do do an affirmation. Um, I'll start with mine. Mine is, dear sister, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. And uh, I actually got that out of... <laughs> Should be proud to know. Actually, still use this. I got this out of a good friend who wrote a savings guide, primarily targeting people in the beauty industry. But I have found it helpful for even me as an entrepreneur. Um, and so, again, you don't get what you wish for; you get what you work for. I like uh, it. CJ, you got one. Got an affirmation for our sisters that are, or will listen. Okay, so I will say. Dear sister, what you want, you can have. I think I like that. Dear sister, what you want, you can have. And Trilissa? Um, I would say, um, dear sister, your future endeavors are up to you. I like that. Awesome. Well, thank y'all so much for joining me. I really appreciate you all sharing your information. Um, I strongly believe in this bringing water um, for others to take with them back to their um, corners, homes, families, friends, circles, and, and sharing it. So thank you all so much. I really enjoyed today's podcast and this information that you all have shared. Again, this podcast, along with the others, are available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Breaker, I'm sorry, Breaker, Podcast, and Radio Public. Um, you can tune in or catch us next month uh we will be here at on the third wednesday in june at five o'clock thank y'all so much thank you thank y'all thank you